0: Welcome to Festival Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Here's your host, Marla Davies.
2: Hey now, welcome to Festival Nation, the podcast where we celebrate the magical world of music festivals. Let there be songs to fill the air. Festival Nation here on the Pantheon Podcast Network is featuring a special mini series on Skull and Roses and we'll be dedicating a series of shows featuring the musicians playing at the festival. Skull and Roses is a multi-day festival celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead. Skull and Roses returns April 2nd to the 5th for its fourth anniversary at the legendary Ventura County Fairgrounds on the Central California coast. I'm also giving away a pair of passes to Skull and Roses right here on Festival Nation. Just reach out on Twitter at Nation Festival, Facebook and Instagram at Festival Nation Podcast, or shoot me an email at FestivalNationPodcast at gmail.com and let me know why you like the podcast and who you're most psyched to see at Skull and Roses. I'm Marla Davies and today we are with rock guitarist Steve Kimmock, who blossomed in the 1970s San Francisco music scene. He's been connected with the Grateful Dead in some way or another for years. He played in Heart of Gold with Keith and Donna Jean Godchow, Kingfish with Bobby Ware, Phil Lesh and Friends, The Other Ones, Rat Dog, The Rhythm Devils with Billy Kreutzman, Mickey Hart, and Mike Gordon of Fish. And currently, he's lead guitarist in Voodoo Dead. Imagine morphing the spirit of New Orleans with the vibe of the Grateful Dead and sprinkle in some serious improvisation, and that's Voodoo Dead who you can see at the upcoming Skull and Roses Festival, celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead, April 2nd to the 5th at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. On the way, Steve Kimmock joins us, and you'll hear about some of Steve's few regrets in life, one being that he never studied at the Ali Akbar School of
1: Music. Damn. What am I doing with this rock and roll
2: <laughs> stuff,
1: man?
2: After all I this should, time, after all this time,
1: man, I should be like, I should have like the thing with the with the little skin head that goes plunk, 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 you know. <laughs> I like that so much, man. That's the pluck the old plucked string thing, and, and now guitars all
2: go re, 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 you know. Please welcome guitarist Steve Kimock. Steve and I started our conversation bonding, well, sort of about us both being from Pennsylvania. Steve's from Bethlehem. We're from Pennsylvania. Pitts- Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, PA. Pittsburgh—that's the opposite part of Pennsylvania. I know it's the kind of Pennsylvania. <laughs> when I say I'm it's like from Ohio Pennsylvania, that's like New New. It's like West Virginia. When we, when I say oh I'm from Pennsylvania, and you go I'm from Pennsylvania, and then you, we tell each other where we're like uh oh, oh no not really. You're from yeah, like the New York side. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not like <laughs> yeah. Well, no, man, I mean
1: I my thing was was uh, you know growing up was Philly.
2: Of course, you know,
1: because that was where my my aunt Dottie was, and she was the folk singer that you know kind of got the whole music thing going for me in my head. And my cousin Bobby was down there, so we had all the, you know, it was the cousins. The, cousins, the cousins were they the cousins good influences do, you know? on you. Apparently, yeah. I mean, in in hindsight, yeah.
2: It seems I like guess. it's in the blood. Now your your son, right? He's in a band as well.
1: Yeah, he's in my band when he can be, and and and, and his uh, own. When he's when he's when he's not doing that, um he's uh like the, the drummer to all, for all the for all my favorite bass players. <laughs> he plays in O'Teal's band. Yeah, yeah. He plays he plays with um Mike Gordon, you know, and yeah, George Fish. Porter, you know, with me and with you know and and, and uh George himself and, and 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 so forth. He's that kind of he's that kind of guy.
2: He's versatile.
1: He makes the drummer he, he makes the bass players happy.
2: Well, that's good. Someone's got to keep the beat, and that's
1: the best, the best case, best kind of drummer. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they're not that good. <laughs> but so it's like a family business for you guys. That's great. I love it when you yeah, play together yeah. and all. Yes. So when you he was cu- just curious, you know, when he was growing up and stuff, did you want him to get into music? I mean, did you feel like it was like, hey, that's a pretty good business, or like, dude, don't do it?
1: Oh, um no, my thing with the, with the kids, cause he's got, he's got brothers too, is, is just to encourage them, you know, on, on their, on their path, you know, like if they show an interest in something, it's like, oh, you want to do that. Okay, great. Let's do that. And then when they decide they don't want to do that and they want to do something else, I'm like, oh, great, great. Let's do something else. Um, cause I figure eventually they'll all just sort of settle on something that they really enjoy, you know? So I, I don't, um, you know, I think it's, for me anyway, you know, as a, as a, a parent, it would be wrong to discourage somebody who wanted to go into music, obviously. And at the same time, being a musician myself, it'd be wrong to like f- try and force an understanding on them, you know, like, you know, do this without fail, you know, standing over them with a switch, your <laughs> rudiments, you know, um, that kind of thing only because you know, I struggled with that uh, myself as a, as a young person. I was like a teenager, you know, like 16 or something Right. when I kind of committed to playing music. Right. I was like, I want to, I want to play the guitar. You right. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I might, my, my thinking about what it was that I was actually doing, like if there was some significance to the activity or if there was a point to the program or, if you know, um, it seemed to be different than a lot of people's, although it didn't occur to me until later how different people's motivations could be for being involved in, uh, you know, in this business.
2: Like, you um, really wanted to play. Are you saying other people I just maybe be right. doing it for other it, reasons, like to get girls or who knows?
1: Well, yeah. Or just, you know, they were just somewhere else with it. It wasn't like exactly the same thing. I thought it was for a while, but it turns out that it's just, you know, it's just too big and people are too different um, to assume that anybody else that you're working with has you know the same skin in the same game everybody's doing it for their own reasons and everybody seems to be doing something else uh, no matter how much uh, together it is anyway
2: so is the best bands that you've been in when when you felt like you guys were all on the same page then you were the same motivation
1: uh sure yeah for sure (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Even, you know, even uh, when, I mean, because, I mean, I think that is banned, you know, with the little air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Picture, picture my hands up in the air. You know, like in, in, in Zero, you know, right. when, when we were really, uh, you know, hitting it hard. Um, we were kind of on the same page uh, as, as people. It was sort of a, a gang model band. You know, we were a gang more than a more than a band. So it didn't matter uh, so much what exactly it was we were doing, just that we were doing it together and it was us against the world. And, you know, um, fuck you. This is us. Deal with it. You know. I like, like person, that attitude. You know, it was, well, it's rock and roll, you know. It's right. a per- per- personal, personal freedom kind of thing. Uh, to, to just like kind of loop. Back to the my young man trying to play thing as a young man trying to play. People kept coming to me and say, hey, you should learn music theory. You're really good. You should learn music theory. And I was like, yeah, well, I got a theory.
2: What what (laughs) was that? My theory
1: is I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) My theory was my theory was music was the feeling that you got when you listen to good music. And that was it, you know. Simple. And and you know, if I put something on, and I was like, whoa, you know, and I got the chicken scanner I, I got the goosebump, I got the, you know, I got the rush, I got the oh my god, you know, I just, you know, when I got in the moment with it, and I figured that was as it, you know. And um, I ev- eventually, I caved in. Oh, and, like, you tried to learn I tried to learn all this stuff, man. And I spent like fifty years, you know, unlearning like,
2: learn- it,
1: <laughs> trying to learn jazz harmony and stuff like that, you know, huh. and then. And, but you still work and then you realize, well, people don't dance to chords, you know, and you can write everything out in all 12 keys and somebody will still throw up in your lap at the gig, you know, like it, it's all the same, you know? And I, so I wasn't, you know, by the time Johnny was born, having kind of gone through this thing of, of being a attracted to finding my way in music and loving listening to it so much and just enjoying the activity
2: right because you've got to enjoy it because then you lose you just lose the fun of it you know if it's just well yeah yeah lose that you know i knew a guy that was a professional bicyclist and i'm like oh did you do you still ride he's like no no i hate it (laughs) i hate it so much
1: (laughs) that that was always uh, um uh, that's always Bob Weir's, uh, you know, comment. It's like if, if it, you know, if it wasn't fun, you know, if we weren't having fun, there's no point, no point in doing this if it's not fun. Um,
2: Very wise words, I believe.
1: Yeah. So with Johnny, you know, I like. I couldn't. I knew that if I tried to go, hey, look, it's this, this is what it is, you know, um, that I'd be screwing him up because I know that every chance you get to go for this is, you know, it's, it's this, because what do I know about music? You know, like, like in a formal sense, the kind of stuff that I know, you know, puts me mostly in Austria in the late 1800s and maybe, (laughs) maybe New York or Chicago in the forties or something like that, you know? And, uh,
2: so this is basically you know, an advertisement to not get classically trained as a musician. Just go oh, play. No, no, not at all. No, not a, no,
1: no, not at all. I, 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 encourage everybody to learn everything that they, 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 um, possibly can. But I could see in my son John's enjoyment that he didn't need to be directed. Uh-huh. He just needed to be, and you know, it was like. Oh, this is the kid where you put the sandwich under the door, you know, just let him let him go, you know, and figure it out. And he certainly has. He has more than I have in my estimation, Oh, you know, found found his natural uh, place in it, you know.
2: Yeah, well, you know, yeah. even Bruce Springsteen. I mean, I've read his bio and you know studied him over the years. He practices. I mean, he he plays a lot to be that good.
1: Oh, you got to do it all. Yeah, you, no, you do you, too.
2: You, I'm sure. And
1: I and, and I, I wish, I wish that I could do. I wish that I could do more. You know, um, on some level, like on the like on the regret level. Okay, I have like a couple of regrets. All right, and like my 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 number one, I might have two or three regrets in my entire life. Like wow, real, like, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Well, i you know I'm I'm, I'm
2: <laughs>
1: maybe I'm just a terrible human being. <laughs> but,
2: but but do tell. Let's hear. What are your regrets? That aside,
1: man, when I moved to California, like in the middle '70s, I landed like adjacent the parking lot of the ali akbar school and i used to go over there all the time man i didn't have the money to like pay for the class but they 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 sensed i was you know eager um, eager and so i would sit and listen you know whenever i could and played with the students and different bands and tried to pick up what i could you know and um but I didn't pursue it. And one of my and, and one of our buddies, one of the people that that, that kind of came with our crew, um, he, uh, from the East Coast, was this dude Ken Zuckerman, who picked up the uh, picked up the uh, back then. You know, like right, when we all got to California, and he went to the school, and he wound up being the director of the Ali Akbar College of Music in Basel, in Switzerland. And and plays as in that North Indian classical tradition as well as anyone could. You know, I uh-huh. mean, he's just um, it's just amazing. You know, and I love that music too. And me recently, too. me too. You know, recently got to uh, to hang out for a week and perform with uh, like the best guitar player on the planet, Debashish Bhattacharya, an Indian slide guitarist. Um, and, man, we hit it off. We had so much fun, and we got to play a whole bunch of stuff, and it was great and everything like that. And I was like, damn, what am I doing with this rock and roll <laughs> stuff,
2: man? After all I this should,
1: time. After all this time, man, I should be like – I should have like the thing with this, with the little skin head that goes – Plunk plunk plunk, you know. <laughs> and I like that so much, man. That's the pluck the old pluck string thing, and now guitars all go re re re, you know. Well, it's you a, know,
2: Steve, thing. it is not too late.
1: It's no, that, that that's what I'm told. But I I, I wonder. But I, I I still might wind up, you know. I don't know, man. It might be too late. Maybe too late, too, maybe I, too late
2: if, because you're, you're – first of all, in Wikipedia, you're listed, and I love this, American guitarist, Steve Kimmock. So well, yeah. That's well, it. See, so, that's a, right now,
1: that's a problem because, <laughs> for, for, for for example, like if – say I wanted to go like, like if I was into the Ood, you know? Like, where, where's the, where are the Oods, you know, I mean, they're all over the place, but they're basically in the Middle East and a place that, that used to be like the Ood capital of the planet, um, you know, d- d- got, you know, d- bombed into like little yeah. molecules, right. you know, for, uh, for, 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 for shock and awe, you know, Baghdad, that's where, <laughs> that's where you go for, it, you know, you want to Ood, um, that kind of thing. You know? I know, I it's get like, it. Like the, 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 you know, the, our, our our geopolitical situation right now is not conducive to me going to Afghanistan to play the rebab, you know, which is I mean if yeah. I could do you know, like I'm talking about regret. Right. Like, you admit, well it's you weird know.
2: that you're saying this because I've been just fascinated these days with the whole hippie trail thing and how people could travel in this night you know up until the nineteen seventies and peacefully go and hang out in Afghanistan And, yeah, learn how to play these crazy instruments from the masters and, you know, the old timers. And those days are just, there's just no way. There's no way. And that time has passed. I just don't even know if we can go back to that time. You know, if we ever, Steve is going to be able to go to Baghdad and learn these instruments, you know.
1: No. No. There's (laughs) There's there's some certain, you know, maybe if I get my Swiss passport together, which I'm working on. Okay. um, But but certainly not, you know. a lot of the travel I would like to do as 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 an, as an American would be foolish.
2: Well, you know, I think back um, on the Dead. I mean, they played, you know, in Gaza, right, below the pyramids in 1978. <laughs> and how could that have been possible? It was right before everything changed, you know. And wow, glad yeah. that they did yeah. that, right? What a historic yeah, moment! Exactly. It's Festival Nation. And I'm with Steve Kimmock today. I'm Marla Davies. Celebrating the magical world of music festivals. Let's take a minute to enjoy the music of celebrated Iraqi Oud player Rahim Alaj.
0: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
2: More with Steve Kimmock after this.
0: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
2: I'm Marla Davies with rock guitarist Steve Kimmock of Voodoo Dead. Coming up, Steve talks about why he loves playing music festivals. You know,
1: when I go to a festival and there's multiple bands, then I get to see all my friends that play. And it's like, it's a moment where we can sit down and like have a minute. But most of the time, it's literally a minute.
2: You'll also hear about the surreal experience of having a cover band named after you, his joy of playing rock and roll in Japan, and how he's never lost his fervor for the little things at festivals.
1: I enjoy parts of it that nobody else does. I'm still like, glad to see a deli tray <laughs> <Or What? laughs> just, you know it's like here's your sweaty cheese I'm like oh thank you now can I go stand in a security line they're going like right, now I'm gonna go
2: get searched Steve loves playing festivals, and he's playing Skull and Roses, celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead. He'll be there that weekend of April second through the fifth at Ventura County Fairgrounds, playing with Voodoo Dead. He also loves playing Jam Cruise. Now, Steve, how many of those have you done? How many have they had? Like I fourteen of them or something. I've I've I've
1: only missed two. Okay,
2: so you play at least like them.
1: I and and. <laughs> I well, I'm there. Um, you know, sometimes I don't like it because it rains or something, you know, uh-huh. or it's too loud or something, you know, but most of the time I like it. And and recently they've gotten like I, I, I've gotten a whole lot better for. Uh, for um for me anyway i mean i've kind of i've kind of figured it out it's like i got asked and i went with one band and i went with another band and i went as an artist at large and with my own band and i went with somebody else just like it's just sort of uh it's it's tumbled into a kind of thing now where um i'm you know whatever they call that a repeat offender or something like that and I, I, should, yeah. I should i should i should go and uh and I do and I do enjoy
2: it. Well, I always wonder as a you know, a person playing that, and I, I've never been on one of those, but I know friends that have gone. It seems like a lot of fun. How I mean, you're you're really close to your fans, so that you that must be pretty good or bad, I'm not sure.
1: Oh, you know what, that doesn't bother me. I don't I don't suffer from fame. You know what I mean? It's not like I go out to have breakfast and people are coming up to me and bugging me or something like that. You know? Okay. Um I I I'm like a I'm a no, I'm a regular person.
2: Well, that's that's know, kind so of the, a blessing,
1: right? It it, it 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 truly is. Yeah, yeah. I don't have like a pink mohawk or something like that. You know, I mean, I'm just like a, a regular fucking dude, a regular dude. Yeah. Um. So I'm so I'm fine with the people being there, and okay. and I've I've been around, you know, I've I've been around the scene long enough that I know a lot of people, and it's it's great to see them, you know. And, and it, at 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 my age, it's like. Oh, thank God! We're both still, you know, we're both still upright, drawing breath.
2: You know? You're not that old, okay? Like, <laughs> just saying.
1: This is cool.
2: <laughs> You're aging yourself. Well, I'm
1: old enough to. You're know not that even collecting 90s. Social
2: Security yet, are you? No, no,
1: no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm sure my wife will not allow that for quite some
2: time. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so you like oh, but it? Oh the, so the cruise the thing, thing. What is well, it? Wait, why is it special? Me, yes. Why is it
1: special? For me, jam cruise more than just a – because like for me as a musician, like the the festival thing from my side of the glass, the yes. audience, you know, maybe not so much, but from my side of the glass, like when I go do a gig, you know, nine times out of ten, it's my gig. And there's no other band there. OK, I'm not running into another musician at my gig They're at their gig. Right. So when I go to, um, you know, when I go to a festival and there's multiple bands, then I get to see all my friends that play. And it's like it's a moment where we can sit down and like have a minute. But most of the time, it's literally a minute. And on Jam Cruise, you know, you're there all the time.
2: So you're really, yeah, you're in the same place, you're out at sea, God forbid. And Yeah, you know, so if nice. you want to go
1: sit down or you want to be, when you get, you get a minute and you get off the boat, go wander the beach, you know, I actually get to hang out for a minute with... Uh, Your friends. Some, some of my musician friends who otherwise, in the course of my duties, I would not see.
2: That totally makes sense. It's like a little vacation so, for you.
1: So that's hip. Yeah, it is. It's, so it's, it's, it's super hip because I get, I get to see people play that I know and I love, and it's neat to see them.
2: Right. So sign Steve Kimmock up, you know, for all the jam cruises. Thank you. Is, so you're doing Skull and Roses. I'm sure that at Ventura County Fairgrounds, a historic, you know, dead mecca spot, and that's coming up April 3rd through the 5th. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm, I love going to see my friends and to see my favorite bands, and I'm sure that has that same sort of feel to you when you play that kind of festival.
1: Yes, very much so. And, and uh, also from my side of the glass, um, well, I forget, I, I'm i sure the audience gets this too, but like the sound of a thing, the sound of a band or the sound of your voice or anything is like the sound of the room. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's like the, 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 your, your acoustic environment is a thing, and rooms tend to have issues, you know?
2: In, oh, in terms sure. of getting
1: things to sound right. It's like you know, it costs a lot of money to make a room sound good.
2: Right, you need to get ambience. Why
1: recording studios and stuff, sure. you know. Um and 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 great, you know, concert halls and opera houses and auditoriums and stuff like that, you know. That costs a lot to be cool. Um, but outside right. man, is a is a thing that's like Almost, you know, for for my money, it's like untroubled. I like I go, I play outside, man. And I don't have issues. I love the sound of music in the air, and I love to be able to like walk up to a place where music is playing, right, and listen to it like from a distance and like wander around like music in the air, man. That is a thing, you know. And, uh, that's know, and obviously, the, the the community aspect of it is is a is a thing. But that's like a real special kind of um, listening, that's, you know, that's whatever Nature's
2: ambiance.
1: Yeah, and it sounds really good. So that's my my whole, uh, you reason. know, my whole d- desire reason to be a, a, a festival goer as a musician is because I like. Music out of doors, music in the air. To me, is like as good as it, it's good as it gets. I don't. Not everybody's special. like that. Some some guys They're like you know, they get on that big empty stage and they're like, oh, this blows, <laughs> 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 and they really like. I can't wait to get back into a place where I see you back like back to my dressing room like, quickly. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. You know, I think it sounds better outside.
2: Well, that's, I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's fun to see a show outside and dance and, you know, you got nature around you and it's just, it's fantastic. I love, I'm a festival fan. Uh, That's of course why I do a podcast about festivals. There you go. Now you, so you, you've been in many, many, many vans. Of course, your latest is Voodoo Dead and you, you know, you play with, you know, Steve Kimmock and friends and all, you know, you play a lot. You, I mean, you're a professional musician, so you're out there a lot you play different parts of the country right so you're, you you know you play you really establish yourself in the San Francisco scene you're actually synony- synonymous with the San Francisco scene but when you travel around how do you see crowds acting differently or do, it's just a mass of people for you
1: oh well yeah i mean people are people are different in different places for sure um you know
2: um I mean, yeah. is it the, the West Coast laid back crowd, uptight well, yeah, East Coast. It depend, depends how.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, it doesn't have to be exactly like that. But. Um, what are you doing? What am are I doing? Are you making oh. tea or something? No, I'm just running some water <laughs> in this cup, and Some coffee. Just for example, I'm Please sorry, but I mean, it sounded funny. Please, I'm gonna, I'm it sounded w- kind I'm of walk magical. Away
2: from it. It sounded a little magical the like a, like okay. beads swaying in the wind cool. or something.
1: <laughs> well, imagine imagine this. Okay. I just played with Hot Tuna for their 50th anniversary of the electric Hot Tuna routine in uh, in New York City. Okay. And so imagine Hot Tuna in New York City. Or imagine like Hot Tuna at the Capitol Theater, or something like that, sure. And then, and then, imagine hot tuna at some, you know, like mountain winery or the ca- the Catalyst thing, or something well. in Santa yeah, Cruz. it's like no man. It's, it's like those are d- totally different gigs, man. It's, the audience is completely different, you know. Um,
2: Would you feel it, a you difference? What you know when they have you know festival seating versus the open, you know, pit seating versus having to sit in seats versus, you know, being in a bar. I'm sure there's a lot more drinking. So what about the festival seating? Do you like that open, you know, the open area?
1: You know, there's a, there's for a, um, you know, for, again, from my perspective, there's a little bit of difference uh, playing in a shed, you know, where there's a, where there's a roof, you know, and, uh, and seats than it is, you know, playing on a stage where it's you know just like standing room. Those are those are uh, you know those are those are different
2: uh, feelings.
1: Those are different. Those those are yeah. Those those are those are different kind of events. Um,
2: but if you had to fa- if you've had your favorite, you're still going the outdoor. You know, big concert, daytime concert.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be big. It just has to be outdoors.
2: You. That's your, so. And, that's actually and, your and, favorite. And, Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and and. And the less formal, usually the better. Yeah, I kind of like it when there's a. Sometimes there'll be there's seats, and then there's like a, a barricade and security, and they stand right. there, you know, and and that's awful. I like it when if there's just a stage and a rail, uh-huh. and then. <laughs>
2: everybody squeezed up against oh, it, right? Everybody, everybody, squeezed up against yeah. it,
1: yawning into coming onto mushrooms, standing in the mud. <laughs> That's cool, <laughs> you know. And it's like, all right, we can play whatever we need to do. You know, like, to get the thing done. You know, absolutely. Because I mean, you still, there's like, um, um, you know, you, you you're, I'm still maybe not you or anybody else, but I'm still subject in a way to audience expectation you know what i mean i get up on a stage and i look at the people and i go oh geez i gotta play for you what am i gonna do you know how am i gonna make this okay for you because i want to make it okay for the people you know
2: you care steve you care
1: and and i do but i shouldn't
2: yes you should i love that you care
1: well because often you know you'll get in front of the audience and the audience itself is uptight somehow you
2: know um, right, because you don't know uh, what they went through to get to that point. I mean, they, traffic, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, that, it, and the other
1: just, thing. It's just, just awful, you know, and the, the, the conditions that they had to deal with. Like with security, you're getting in and out. They get yeah. searched and stuff like that. you know. Right. And they're like, oh, man, you know, they're waiting for some other band or something like that. Plus, they got searched, you know, right. whatever. You know, plus, it, you know, it's beer is $11 yeah. for a Dixie cup or something. They're pissed. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. I had a whole different... <laughs> a whole different vibe in mind, you know? And then what do you do? You just, you know, gently try and bring them along. Yeah, or, win them know. over. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's tricky. I think, um, like, my goal in that community thing um, is always d- d- just to help, like, provide some balance to it like to the harmony right the things as they are together sense of harmony in in the in the event you know because there's like a you know there's a stage and there's musicians and there's tunes and there's people and there's walls or a ceiling there's production there's a pa there's you know all this stuff happening maybe it's on a day Maybe it's on some hippie high holy day, you know, like (laughs) Jerry Garcia died, you know, or something like that. Oh, that's a big one, man. That's a big one. But there's always some yeah, that's a hippie high holy day. So there's always something going on, you know, that like informs the event. All these things inform the event. And the event is ninety-nine percent social. You know, it's not a about me no matter who's playing it's not that's not where the feeling comes from the feeling comes from the whole thing from the fellowship and the environment you know
2: it's kind of bigger than all of us really we all
1: contributing to this thing and so you got to know that all you can do when you get up there to deal with that is you know he in your one tenth of one percent left to you you're going to do is you know you're not going to be, you can't be willful, you know, when you have that much leverage on a situation. You just have to, like, do your best to say, okay, I'm just going to, like, give it just this little nudge or just this little push and let it balance. And then, you know, just kind of, you know, kind of keep it balanced. And if it like comes a around ball. in the direction that I'd like it, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. So, um, you well, know, that's. That's nice. That's, I like it. Well, I mean, that's where, that's where I'm, that's where I'm coming from. Seeing. So I'm not trying to ram it down anybody's throat. You know, I'm not trying to like do it my way. I'm trying to like just be in it with everybody without screwing it up.
2: <laughs> that's so, a good philosophy. Don't yeah, screw no. it up, whatever you Yeah, do. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure I'm sure you wouldn't. I'm sure you wouldn't. Oh, I do my
1: best not to.
2: Right. I mean, you got to try your best. I mean, I'm all about that. So I was going to ask you, what keeps you going after all these years? I mean, what is it? that the What is it? I still enjoy it. There you go. The secret sauce. You know, I mean, and, and, um,
1: I enjoy parts of it that nobody else does. I'm still, like, glad to see a deli tray. What? Or just, <laughs> You know, it's like, here's your sweaty cheese. I'm like, oh, thank you. Now can I go stand in a security line? And
2: they're gonna like,
1: well, now I'm going to go get searched. Um,
2: Wait, you guys, oh, it's hard whole, to believe you guys get searched too. I the guess. whole thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing.
1: I still, I still like it. I still enjoy it, you know. Um, I love playing. Uh, it's 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 certainly. Uh, I think it added years to my life for my my son John, to be, uh, you know, on 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 board, uh, musically, as much as he is because he's he's fabulous. You know, he just had a uh, he just had a baby. Aw,
2: yeah, your you grandfather, uh, yeah, I'm a, yeah I'm
1: grand yeah, grand grandfather time here, grandpa time, um, so like yeah, the 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 you know the, the family aspect of it keeps me going for sure. Well, that's and, cool. That's something uh, that
2: you guys can share together and it, it grows you stronger together.
1: And I do, and, I, and I, I do enjoy it. And I understand, you know, the, the benefit mm-hmm. in it, the festival benefit the you know, like just the, you know, the fellowship, you know, community, mm-hmm. all that jazz, the family, yeah. that yeah. part of it, you know, for the people. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's the part of it. Just like when, uh, um, you know, just like when I said the thing about zero, you know, back in the day, being more of a gang than a band, you uh-huh. know, just just sort of on a uh, on a mission of personal freedom, you know, um, you know. So that's
2: seri- that's serious when you have a mission. Trust me.
1: Yeah. No, we had that's a mission. Big. Our mission was to you know was to park on the steps of the courthouse and smoke a joint on the airplane or whatever we wanted to do. It was just like, don't bother us. <laughs> We're going to do what we want. You know.
2: Um, Back to the back to the sweaty you know the deli trays and stuff. You are at a position that I'm sure that you have a rider in your dressing room. Is there special things you have to have these days? Um, no, no crappy deli trays.
1: I like I I you know I like um the only thing I really need is a cup of coffee. I need coffee before a gig, and um. There's enough, if there's enough coffee before the gig, I need a glass of wine after the gig. Uh, red or but, white? But Red, but I just figured out that when I drink it, I get fat. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that, It's man. supposed to be good for you. And I'm like, this is supposed to be good for me, you know? And then they stop drinking it, and I lose like a pound a day. And I'm Whoa. like, wow, this shit, man. This isn't good for you. I didn't know, man. I, I know. went to the doctor. The doctor says, um,
2: <laughs> stop <doctor> drinking.
1: Says, <laughs> no, he says, you're overweight. And I'm like, I've been 110 pounds for like 50 years, you know? Uh, and I'm oh. like, what? And then I went, and looked, you know, like the body mass index thing. And it was oh, like, my. sure enough. And I'm like, where did this come from? You know, cause I thought, um, cause I quit smoking right? Okay. I smoked like 11 packs of cigarettes a well, that, day. Well, that, that makes you gain weight, life, you know. And so, but then my dad died, right? Okay. And then shortly after, and then in order to try and communicate with my ancestors, I started drinking. Um, <laughs> you know, what I did. I'm not really laughing because I relate. I do tell you. Before. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I was like, like, uh, uh, my dad, and I couldn't that there was never going to be another answer or another question or two. It was just like, there was never going to be another moment, man. And I was like, I went straight to the refrigerator, man, and, you know, put some beer in it then took it out. And uh I think I figured out that it was the, you know, the alcohol, wow. not the cigarettes that was screwing me up. So I'm not going to start smoking again or anything.
2: And you're going to stop but, drinking. But I got to stop, you know, I should probably stop drinking too. But what about the ancestors? How are you going to speak to them? You have to figure uh, out a new way, or are you done speaking? Um, no, I mean the the, the uh, I I, th- I think
1: the traditional think the traditional answer is play the imbira or the kalimba, you know, um, which I which I do uh, anyway. I don't have an imbira, the big one, but I've got the little like the, the like the 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 tines,
2: yes. the fun piano thing, the African thing. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that old music. That's what that was designed to do. Just, that's oh. how you communicate with your ancestors. Yeah.
2: So you have to do that instead of having a glass of wine while doing that. That's fine. Water. Water is a beautiful <laughs> thing. I know. That <laughs> is fun. That's, it's just so interesting. I know. Well, they. Oh, I always am mesmerized by, like, rock stars mostly are so damn skinny because you have to stand for so – you're standing the whole time. It's not a sit job. It's a stand job.
1: Well, unless you're a drummer or a keyboard player or a pedal steel player or, you know, a cellist. That's true. There, there can mean, be some sitting.
2: And Jerry, Hello.
1: Yeah. I Jerry's mean people good. you know and and it's a good thing he did. Um well he sat to play the pedal steel obviously. Right. Um but um yeah, I think I'd, on stage if at least in the um at least in the old days when when all the sounds were like real and coming from the stage, and it wasn't yeah, like audited. everything was synthesized and ear tuned, and and just in 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 your ears in in little uh, in ear monitors, um, you know you stood. I still stand just so I can adjust what I'm hearing, you know, because you only have to take a step in one direction or another to really get a different. Take on what's happening. Um,
2: well, you got to dance on a little stage. while
1: you're up there. I'm thinking.
2: Little you got to well, you gotta,
1: you gotta, you gotta move. You got to move around a little bit, and you got it. And you also have to position yourself correctly to uh, 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 to hear, to to receive uh-huh. cues, and to and give cues, and to so on and so forth. Blocking and sight lines and stuff like that have to be addressed.
2: This is all the backs, you know, this is behind the scene of the, you know, the Wizard of Oz type thing. Getting all the info. Yeah,
1: and then... Things and, we don't the, think about. The, and the stage is set up. I set the stage up. I got my own ideas about how to set the stage up. And So the stuff that's on the stage when you see me play, it's in place in order to minimize the amount of movement you have to make to create a change in your little bubble, in your listening bubble... Are in in your in your sight lines. I I make it easy. You know, my job as band leader is to make it easy for the band to to hear and communicate. So,
2: very cool. Steve Kim, American guitarist with Voodoo Dead. In fact, you guys are going to Japan soon. I can't wait,
1: man. I love it over there. Talk about different audience.
2: That's what I was gonna just like. I know we're kind of wrapping this up, but I just had to ask you. I mean. What they're so nuts for rock and roll? What do you think that is?
1: I said uh, when 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 they grab a little piece of of our culture musically, I don't know if they do it anywhere else because I mean, I'm thinking it's not aware but um you know when when I mean, the Japanese kind of adopted the pedal steel, yeah, and there's <laughs> And they kick ass on the pedal steel. They build great pedal steels over there. They play great. I mean, it's a, you know, it's great Japanese pedal steel, great big band stuff. They've adopted some American big band stuff. They, they just, they knocked that out of the park. Um, there's actually a Steve Kimmock cover band over there that there I believe is? is called Steve Kimmock cover band. And they, they, Play stuff that I played, like note for note, like long performances, and it's just like, no, it's it's, uh, oh it's my. silly.
2: Wait, it's called Steve Kimock Cover Band.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like Steve Kimock Copy Band, or Steve Kimlock Cover Band. And you've like seen that.
2: him? How inside? Did they know you were there? No, no, I haven't seen. Him. Oh. Someone
1: just told me about it. They, you got to see they, all, him. All of a sudden, I can't wait. You got anyway, to jump up on stage with them, Steve. The They're gonna die. Time, the first time I went over there right? The very first gig I did was in Tokyo. It was a Steve Kimock band with, with, uh, uh, with Rodney and, and, and Mitch. Uh, I'm trying to remember who was playing bass at the time. I'm not sure if it was, oh, it might've been Alfonso Johnson, maybe not. I don't remember. But, um, you know what I was saying before about it? I get to the gig and I look at the people and I kind of read the expectation and I'm looking for something to balance the energy that I feel in the room. And, it was in this big hall that had this balcony all around, you know, and I'm up in the balcony where the dressing room is, and I'm looking down, and the kids are coming in with their backpacks or whatever, man, and they walk in the door, and they're sitting down with their little pack, and that was it. And they're sitting down. They were perfectly quiet. Oh, was Really? None- there was not a word, man. It was like not a drunken brawl. they're not everybody talking. They weren't chasing each other in circles. The others kind of came in and found the spot, sat down. And I was like, oh, geez, what do I do with this? Right. You know, and I couldn't read it at all. And uh, and then the band comes out, you know, and as soon as we started, as soon as the lights hit and the music Boom. They all jumped up, screaming.
2: <laughs> Explode, <they laughs> like exploded. Like
1: together, right? And then every minute after that, the entire audience mirrored the emotional effect of the music. So if it was a quiet, sad kind of little passage, they would all sort of get like the sad face and sway together do to the kelp you know, just kind of sway, and then if it was energetic or happy, they'd be all like jubilant. It was really neat, you know, very, very, very different. Very Uh, cool.
2: Well, that's going to be a fun gig for you
1: guys. I love it over there, the food and the travel and the whole thing, Japan's
2: awesome. Very cool. Well, Steve Kimmock, American guitarist and, of course, guitarist in Voodoo Dead coming to Skull and Roses. I can't wait to see you. It'll be great to To meet you in person, say hi. And that is April the 3rd through the 5th. You guys playing on the 5th at Ventura County Fairgrounds. Outside, your favorite place.
1: My favorite place to play for you. So be there.
2: I know. On the beach right there. It's so close. Fun. Lots of memories. Going back to the fairgrounds. Thank you so much for being on Festival Nation. Spending time. Chatting. About many many different things. I loved our conversation. <laughs> we went many different directions, and it was yeah. Great
1: fun. Uh, no, that was that was that, that was good, Marla. Dennis told me you were smart. He was <laughs> right.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, Dennis, I love he's,
1: Dennis he, McNally. Yeah, yes, he's, he's, he said I'm gonna like this one.
0: Festival Nation, celebrating the magical world of music festivals.
2: Hey, now, been hanging out with rock guitarist Steve Kimock who will be performing at the upcoming Skull and Roses Festival, celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead, April 2nd to the 5th at the Ventura County Fairgrounds. Thanks to Steve for being on Festival Nation, where we celebrate the magical world of music festivals. And thanks to you for listening to Festival Nation here on the Pantheon Podcast Network and our special miniseries on Skull and Roses, the multi-day festival celebrating the music and community of the Grateful Dead. Skull & Roses returns April 2nd to the 5th for its 4th anniversary at the legendary Ventura County Fairgrounds on the Central California coast. In upcoming episodes, we'll feature behind-the-scenes interviews with artists performing at Skull & Roses, including bass guitarist and founding member of Dead & Company, Othiel Burbridge, JGB organist Melvin Seals, and renowned rock photographer Jay Blakesburg. And during the festival, we'll be on site live with our FestCast, bringing you all the news from backstage with plenty of special guests. This year's lineup features Grateful Dead drummer Billy Kreutzmann and his band, Billy and the Kids, Oteil and Friends, Voodoo Dead, Melvin Seals and JGB, Jackie Green, Keller Williams, Grateful Grass, Circles Around the Sun, Ghost Light, Grateful Shred, David Nelson Band, and tons more. Get your tickets at SkullandRoses.com. And stay tuned to Festival Nation for your chance to win your pair of passes to Skull and Roses, which has become a mecca for deadheads young and old. To win, just email me at FestivalNationPodcast at gmail.com. Or follow Festival Nation on Twitter at Nation Festival, Facebook and Instagram at Festival Nation Podcast. And just tell us why you like Festival Nation, why you like the podcast, and what band you're most looking forward to seeing at Skull and Roses. We'll find you and you'll be entered to win. Any music used in this Festival Nation podcast is owned by the artist and is used for educational and illustration purposes only. Thanks for checking out, liking, sharing, and following Festival Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Talk to you next time. Peace.
0: Peace. Peace, love, and music. Thanks for being part of the tribe. From Marla Davies and everyone here at Festival Nation, until next time, tune in,
3: turn on. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.